You're listening to Cancer Covered with Green Bay Oncology, where we explore pressing cancer issues and look for ways healthcare professionals, patients, and their families can cope better together. I'm Dr. Mitch Winkler. Everyone dislikes, even dreads, difficult conversations. But whatever our job is, anyone with even occasional patient contact, whether by phone or in person, is going to run into difficult conversations. It isn't just for doctors. Difficult things can sometimes get easier when we deconstruct them, when we take the mystery and fear out of them and see what they're made of. Doing that can really help us cope with them and be better at them. Anything that takes a little stress out of our jobs can be a really big help. Besides making ourselves a lot less uncomfortable when they come up, there's another reason for us all to be better at difficult conversations. They're the most important conversations we have with the most potential for positive change. It's been said that all progress lies at the end of an unpleasant conversation. If that's true, every time we delay or avoid a hard conversation, bad things happen. For instance, errors might go uncorrected, or unspoken conflicts might never get resolved and just keeps building, or patient needs might go unmet. So, difficult conversations. Difficult for who? And which conversations exactly? Though every conversation has two sides, today we're really going to be focusing on the healthcare worker part of the equation because that's the part we're trying to make better. That's the part we have the most control over. So what makes some conversations more difficult than others? In the book, Crucial Conversations by Ron McMillan, he and his co-authors explain that conversations are difficult when two things are true. One, emotions run high. Two, stakes are high, meaning that there might be something to lose. What exactly might be at stake varies a lot, but the emotional components, the emotions that run high, tend to be the same in our work. The same two big ones over and over at the root of all of our dread and avoidance. The first one is anger. And that can sometimes be the hardest one to cope with. People sometimes get mad when they hear things they don't want to hear. And anger is scary, especially when it's directed at us. We all kind of shrink up on the inside when someone's angry at us. I'm 52 years old, but when someone gets angry at me, for a moment, I still suddenly feel like I'm a 10-year-old boy again and in trouble for breaking something. And maybe you're the same way. What I have to do when someone gets angry with me is first take a full, slow breath. And then I have to remind myself several things. Anger is normal. Everyone gets angry sometimes. This anger isn't about me. It's about the situation. I am not a child in trouble. And I don't have to be wounded by how someone else feels. When I do that, when I step through those steps, Suddenly, the situation is a lot less scary, and I can start taking rational, positive steps instead of reacting out of fear or being wounded by someone else's anger. Now, having said that, anger is okay. It's understandable. It's a normal emotion that we all feel from time to time, but we're still responsible for our actions when we're angry, even cancer patients. So, although anger is okay, abuse, belittling, or threatening is never okay not even from a cancer patient, not from anyone, never, don't ever tolerate it. So we talked about anger. What's the second big emotion that we have to confront in dealing with difficult conversations in our work? Sorrow. Why is this so hard for us? Well, 
Human beings are empathetic creatures and we dread other people's pain. If you think about that for a second, it's actually a really wonderful quality that we don't want to have conversations where we might witness or that might actually cause another person to feel sad. That's empathy and that is beautiful. Humans are empathetic creatures and healthcare workers especially so or they wouldn't go into that line of work. And when other people feel bad, we feel bad. Some of us sometimes even struggle to know the difference between when patients and other people are feeling sad and when we're feeling bad about it. We can actually lose track of whose emotions are whose sometimes. Not only is that unpleasant, losing track of the boundary between what's theirs and what's ours is unhealthy, even though it arises from a compassionate place. So when I'm facing sorrow in a conversation, I try to remember to do several things. First step, just like with anger, take a full deep breath. Then I have to remind myself of several other things. Sorrow is normal and everyone feels sorrow sometimes. I am not inflicting sorrow on this person. The situation is. Third, very important, this pain belongs to this patient, not me, and I will not disrespect them by making it about me. Fourth and finally, I do not always have the power to eliminate sorrow. Reminding ourselves of all of those things with regards to anger, with regards to sorrow, can make it much easier to face it in our day-to-day -day work. And we do, very often. It's important for the sake of our patients and for ourselves to be able to deal with those things productively when they do come up. So, now you know more about what a difficult conversation is made of, and knowing is half the battle. More tips to come later. No one should carry the burden of cancer alone. A cancer diagnosis can make you and your loved ones feel isolated and alone, just when you need support the most. I'm Addison Young. And I'm Tom Beckers. As social workers at Green Bay Oncology, we know that meaningful connection brings strength and healing. Sharing the experience in a safe space with others on a similar path is often powerful and therapeutic. That's why we offer a free monthly virtual cancer support group facilitated for you and your loved ones. Wherever you are on your cancer journey, you're always welcome. To join us, visit gboncology.com events. Thanks for joining us on Cancer Covered. Please let us know what you think by leaving a review. To learn more, read our blog, request an appointment, search available clinical trials, or even apply to become a member of the team, go to gboncology.com.